0: Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the travel podcast in which we explore the best that Slovakia has to offer, whether it's culture, food, mountains, or spas. My name is Anna Fay, and today I'm joined
1: by fellow American Tali Schoberg Varney. Like I was saying, one of the best things about being an expat is that you really have an opportunity to recreate yourself. She's a
0: counselor and aromatherapist who will talk about counseling services and other mental health resources available to foreigners on this week's episode of Spectacular Slovakia.
1: Welcome back, Tally. Thank you. It's great to be here. So,
0: Tally, just as important as our physical health, of course, is our mental health, but there is still a stigma surrounding mental health in many places. How is mental health and the work you do perceived in Slovakia, would you say?
1: My impression is that the perception of mental health has really changed a great deal in the seven years that I've been here. I actually work as a school counselor, and sometimes parents don't know what a school counselor does or what role they serve. And I find that when they do understand it, they're really open to it, and the kids are really open to it. So it's been a positive experience. I think what's important for folks to understand about counseling is that I think when we think about counseling, we think about... You know, the bearded man sitting in a chair and, and the woman laying down and describing her childhood. And that that is a type of counseling, but it is not the be-all and the end-all of the experience. Oftentimes, people go to counseling not because they want it to be really intense and long-term, but it's simply an opportunity to, to get unstuck in a situation where they just need some help maybe they've had a bad breakup, maybe they've had a death in the family, maybe they are just for whatever reason, just feel overwhelmed, whatever happens in life, just getting a little bit of help in the same way that we seek help when we continue to feel unwell physically, our emotional health is, of course, just as important. And I think one of the things I I always talk about with people is that it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, because those feelings of sadness, of anger, of grief, these are all normal feelings. and, And they're just part of the human experience. But if these feelings really persist, and the trick is to think about do they keep you from enjoying activities you used to love? Do you start to disconnect from your support system and your friends? Do you start to have disorganized thinking, meaning you're just overwhelmed in your headspace and you can't figure out what to even do next because you're so overwhelmed? Are you up all night worrying? Are you either compulsively eating too much or your stomach is so in knots that you can't eat as you typically would? At that point, you just may need to talk to someone and and get some help about the next steps.
0: And so, yeah, you think that usually people who who need that service in Slovakia, they're supported by the community
1: and – I think so. I think what, what sometimes makes it a little bit tricky is that the counseling services are many times offered during the actual workday. And I think for adults, it's a little bit difficult because then they have to leave work to go and receive these services. And that just makes scheduling a little bit a little bit difficult. But I there are, as I'll talk about, I think a little bit later in the podcast, there are some ways around that. And and I think in terms of family support and in terms of just the community, I do think people are quite supportive of others just receiving help when they're stuck.
0: Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so counseling is not always covered by basic health insurance, so those seeking counseling might be a little discouraged by the cost. Can the average person afford to go to counseling in Slovakia?
1: So one of the interesting pieces about counseling in Slovakia is that because there isn't a set price, it really ranges. I have seen counseling services as low as twenty per session and as high as 100 euros per session. So what I would say is, because there's such a range, it is important to ask based upon your budget. And if there's a counselor that comes very highly recommended, or you feel like like you would really like to see them and they specialize in something you need help with, and if it is quite expensive, you can explain that you just want one or two sessions to just get some ideas. Like maybe your child is having a really hard time adjusting and there's a child therapist that you think very highly of. Maybe you can say to them, can you please just see see my child and see me once or twice and just give us some ideas of some next steps. Like I'm saying, it, it doesn't have to be – you're not committing yourself for, for years of therapy, but you're just getting some sort of a mirror – held up to your experience, and then some advice about where to go from there.
0: Oh, okay. And we should mention, so you're actually a counselor um, at a school? Here I am. In so
1: I do school-based service counseling. So I do uh, social-emotional support, educational support, sort of the whole gamut. And it runs, it's a very typically American perspective. Oh, okay. So the, the kids can come to you. Teachers, I imagine, as well. Absolutely. Anytime. They can just come and see me. And and it ranges from from anything to uh, maybe they're a little bit sad because they're missing their home country, or maybe their parents have separated, or maybe another child is being mean to them, or they're having a hard time making friends. Whatever those issues are, and some of them are more significant than others, but, you know, it's the small moments in a child's life that, that make up their emotional well-being. So they can leave me a note outside of my door saying if they have a big problem, medium problem or a little problem, and then I'll talk with them and figure out how to best proceed.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah,
1: it's fun. (laughs) Uh, So are there many
0: English-speaking counselors in Slovakia?
1: Oftentimes, what I've found is that there are English-speaking counselors, but they don't necessarily advertise it on their websites. So what I would do is I would, as you're searching for a counselor, I would email and simply ask. But I do want to caution people that I think it's important to find someone who has academically fluent English, if that's your academically fluent language as well, because obviously in counseling, you need to understand nuanced speech because verbal communication is so much of what's happening, and it's so important that you're able Able to clearly understand each other and understand the situations and sometimes to understand cultural context.
0: Absolutely. We sort of touched upon this a little bit, but many foreigners are not necessarily aware of the counseling services available to them. So
1: can you share some uh, resources with us? I would say for, for me, I feel like it's difficult to make recommendations to the listeners without knowing exactly who it'd be for specifically. But I would say that what's been increasingly popular in the expat community, for 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 some expats, they go as far as Vienna for counseling, but for many who want to stay in Bratislava, and particularly for those who have a busy workday and they want a little bit of privacy, what's become increasingly popular is counseling through Skype. Uh, There are counselors that work specifically with expat families, they work specifically with resettlement and expat needs, and also the needs of third culture kids. Parents and families have found that really satisfying because after school, you can simply tune in through Skype with your counselor and have that session in the privacy of your own home. And I think in some ways that's been really Um, really a wonderful resource for us.
0: Okay, so, you know, you and I are foreigners, and a lot of our uh, readers and listeners are foreigners living in Slovakia. And living abroad, it's wonderful, but it can be very hard to adjust to an entirely new uh, culture and country. So what advice can you give foreigners who are having a hard time adjusting to life abroad, and especially uh, for families with children, third-culture children, as you said, um, adjusting to a new school and language and so on?
1: Absolutely. So this is a this is a huge deal for a lot of families and a lot of families that we see at our school, right? These big moves. And in fact, I've lived in five different countries. So I feel like when, and I moved a lot as a child, I should also say. So So when I see the kids and I see the parents, I really feel like I have a good idea of what their situation is like. And I think the most important place to start from is that We need to recognize and make sure that we help our children to recognize that what they're feeling, we call it culture shock, of course, that this culture shock is completely normal. And part of it is that emotional ride of before we move somewhere, we always tend to inflate how perfect it will be. We see a picture postcard life, we see all of these Instagram pics, and we think, (laughs) oh, that's going to be amazing. And subconsciously, we believe that our lives will be tremendously improved. A mistake that parents make many times is that. That in an effort to help their children accept the move, they overpromise the experience to them, and then the kids are disappointed. So then you have this initial sort of this this additional worry and guilt as a parent that you're not giving them the experience that they promised, and they're missing their family or they're missing their friends. So one of the important pieces of advice that I would give is just managing those expectations before the move with yourself and your family. Uh, For many expats, you're effectively starting over in your new life. You have a new job, new school, new social supports, new language, uh, the absence of old friends and family, and that's understandably really overwhelming. But I think one of the pieces that's so important – is to not compare home country to host country. Because I think we have all sat with that person who's experiencing culture shock, and and they are feeling so negatively about the host country that you you just feel for them, or they're feeling very positively about the host country and very negatively about their home country. But I think it's it's important to try to keep those separate in your mind and and just not always compare them, and just understand that some things will be easier and some things will be harder. And accept that you're still you. Like if you want to move to another country, there's always this opportunity for personal growth. But whoever you are, that's who you're bringing with you. So if you are a person who really is not good with languages, you're probably not going to move to Slovakia and learn Slovak in a week. So (laughs) managing your expectations for yourself I think is really important too. Um, for children, I think in terms of, of resettling your kids, just being sure in between managing your career and your social life and work obligations and trying to figure out where to grocery shop and all those kinds of things, being sure to schedule play dates, giving them support and in getting involved in their community, and checking in with the school and building those relationships. Like a great question to ask at the First Parent Teacher Conference is, does my child seem to have friends? Do they see, Who do they play with at recess? Do they seem to be enjoying school?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think your child's teacher can always give you additional perspective – if you are not there, of course, during the school day, there are also group resources that I really like. Like at our school, we have a PSG, which is a, a parent group that puts on different events for the whole school community and for parents. There's also on Facebook, I'm a member of Mama Slava, expats in Bratislava. And these can all be helpful in finding resources and also just kind of finding your tribe, you know, a group of yeah, people like <laughs> who, 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 who you want to connect with. Um, I think another way to help adjust is finding a routine, particularly if you have small children, they really thrive on routine to a certain extent. So perhaps establishing a favorite evening walking path, a favorite cafe that you go to, because I'm an American. Sometimes one of the things that I really like to do if I'm feeling a little bit down or or having a little bit of uh, expat lethargy. I like to go to the movies, get a bucket of popcorn and just sit there and watch an American movie. Sounds like bliss. <laughs> <laughs> so I also, my family and I, we love to go for hikes in the woods because getting out in nature really helps. But I find what helps also is just enjoying Slovakia, you know, just getting out like on the weekend. And, and I want to laud the Slovak spectator because when I first moved here, I would look at it every week for little tips and tricks and places for my family to go. And I've had so many great experiences courtesy of your newspaper. Oh, well, we're (laughs) glad to hear that. (laughs) So family trips and trips with friends and kind of just trying to get out of your comfort zone. The hard part about having culture shock is that it can be tempting to hole hole up in your apartment with Facebook or Instagram, but actually looking at what other people are doing while you're sitting in your apartment, it only increases your feelings of isolation. So that's something to just try to minimize is, is... uh, scrolling through social media and try to maximize these rich new experiences that are right at your doorstep
0: that's so true yeah I think uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable yes. and uh, I like what you said about establishing a small routine like one of my favorite parts of sort of my daily routine is taking the 207 tram to work yeah. I just I really love it because it's like yeah you're craving a little bit of normalcy and yes. you know when everything else is sort of you know crazy <laughs> yes
1: absolutely these these small parts of your life that you can control and and you'll see that with your children too that they're just looking they like to know hey what's coming next yeah you know yeah, what absolutely. can i count on
0: yeah i didn't realize there's a mama slava group on facebook but that yes. sounds like a great resource
1: it is cool absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so I guess my last question is, generally speaking, what are some small daily things that we can do to improve and maintain our mental health in Slovakia?
1: I love that you phrased that question with the word improve in it because that is one of the things that I think is terrific about being an expat is that you can really take some time to reflect on yourself. And I love living in Slovakia. People are naturally so healthy and they're healthy eaters. And there's a lot of reasonably priced organic produce. And there's so much opportunity. Opportunity to be healthier than, and I can say this to you as a fellow American. Then in the United States, sometimes mm-hmm. in the United States there's there's so much fast food and the portions are so big, right. and it can be it can be challenging to live a healthy lifestyle even with the best of intentions. And I find that it's much easier here in Slovakia. But in terms of maintaining mental health, I would say here is the same as anywhere else where uh, getting that good exercise, eating healthy, developing friendships, I think in the winter time, even when it's cold and dark, still going outside and exploring, trying to take advantage of of that a little bit of light after school. Uh, The problem, I think, that comes up when some expats who move... They expect their workplace to fill all of their emotional needs, and then they become worn out because the workplace, you end up with sort of these boundary issues of work and friendship and office, office politics, and it just can wear you out. And this doesn't always happen, but, but I've seen in my more than a decade as an expat, I have seen that as a common complaint. Then people, people put all of their eggs in one basket in the workplace, and it just doesn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. In terms of of feeling like they have a work life and a home life. And you really want to try to have a little bit of that separation. I think a way to, to maintain good health is joining those trips and exploring local events. Uh, Um, There are different clubs like language clubs. There's wine tasting, different things that suit your interest and help you grow personally. I find that people in Slovakia are really happy to share their cultural knowledge with foreigners. And there is so much to do here. I think that, like I was saying, one of the best things about being an expat is that you really have an opportunity to recreate yourself. Sometimes when you live with people who have known you all your life, they look at you and think, well, this is who you are this is what you like to do. And 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 you get into this rut where they say, what do you mean you want to run a half marathon? You're not a runner. You've never <laughs> run in you? your life. <laughs> but you move as an expat and you can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to run a half marathon and I I'm going like to make that. it happen, yeah. right? Or I'm going to learn a language or learn about the history of the area or take up cooking or setting any of these goals. Uh, one of the best things that I've found, and this is research-based, but when you're feeling Like when you're just feeling down and feeling a little bit like you're in a slump, one of the best options is to really be in service to others. I think particularly as expats, when we can feel a little bit isolated, we can get so caught up in our own experience that we kind of forget to notice what's happening around us. And in Bratislava, there's many wonderful volunteer groups around that anyone can join, helping different populations. Uh, This can help you to make friendships with like-minded people, and it also does good for others at the same time. So one of the things I love about being an expat and in the different countries that I've lived in is just recognizing our collective humanity. We all share the same feelings. We all want the same things for our family and ourselves. And when you step outside of your own experience and help others achieve those goals, and be in service to others for something, something that maybe you have knowledge of and you can teach someone else. This really fills our own emotional need to contribute to community.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Tally, you've given us amazing advice, and I feel calm and motivated. (laughs) Oh, that's terrific. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tally. Oh, thank you, Anna.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our Spectacular Slovakia Travel Guides. This podcast is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud, or iTunes, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Anna Faye, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English-language newspaper.